My guest today is a singer-songwriter, one of the best voices in rock, and former frontman for Genesis. He has a new album out called Song for a Friend, one of two albums coming out this year. I'd like to welcome back to the show, Ray Wilson. How are you doing? Good, man. We spoke maybe a year or two ago, I think. You had put out yeah, the, uh, yeah. the 20-year collection thing. and uh, So happy mm-hmm. to speak to you again, man. Thanks for uh, taking some time. Appreciate it. No problem. So uh, I saw online you just did a few shows. You're you're a li- on a little break before uh, the tour picks up again. Yeah, well, I'm kind of touring all the time, so I, I don't do I don't do touring in the traditional sense. I mean, you know, like two or three months on, and then a few months off. I tour pretty much every every weekend. So um, in the summertime, I have a lot of uh, events around uh, Poland and Germany. Um, in the in the towns, open air, most of them. Oh, very Quite cool. Quite a few of them in the summer. Yeah. Recently, you were doing some stripped down acoustic shows. Is that where you do a, a lot more? Is that where you're going to be doing on the next few shows? No, I, to be honest, it's quite the opposite. I don't do very many acoustic shows anymore. Um, I used to do quite a lot, but uh, in the last six or seven years, it's, it, most of the shows I've been doing have been with at least a five or six piece band, and most of them have been like eight eight musicians or so. So it's actually quite unusual for me to do acoustic shows at the moment, although obviously with this new album being more acoustic, um, I'm going to try and go back to do a few uh, acoustic shows again because I know there's certain a certain um, element of of my audience who who really love that type of thing. You know, they like the acoustic shows. So I yeah. try to do a few more of them. Yeah, that's what I was thinking with the new album, uh, which just came out, "Song for a Friend," and I've had a, a chance to sit and listen to it. Uh, you know, quite a few times now, and. Uh, it's it's a great album. I mean, I've, I'm a big fan of your work and your voice, obviously, and your songwriting. But this one has sort of a really more intimate approach, and you really get to hear just the melodies in your voice, and it's done uh, really, really well. Uh, and live, I think, would probably work uh, great in that format. Yeah, it's it's been it's been quite popular uh, with the, just the few shows that I've done um, uh, in an acoustic way. It was uh, it works really well. A lot of the time, you're, you're it's also determined by the uh, the venue that you play in. You know, right. there are some venues that are very good for acoustic music, and there are other venues that are not. You know, you need one that's kind of personal and intimate. And uh, I also have um, I have quite a good sound system that I take with me to all of my shows, so I can use a kind of surround sound effect on a lot of these gigs as long as I have the correct kind of room to do it in. Oh, cool. So. If you get the room right, it's 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 a magical experience, that's for sure. And it certainly lets the voice work. You know, I think the voice has has got a lot of space in the mix. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, many many people enjoy that. So uh, you know, you've you've pretty much been consistent. You've put out albums about every two years or so. And were you getting to that time where you felt you needed to put out a new album, and uh, you were looking for what to write about, and it and it ended up being this sort of acoustic thing about your friend and and all of that, or how did it come together? Well, um, I've actually got two albums. Uh, there's one in the autumn, which is an electric album as well, with the full band. And right. I've actually, I'd actually written, the original idea was to release a double album, hmm. one acoustic and one electric. But it kind of changed and ended up being two individual releases, so the, the acoustic one coming first. Um, I'd written a lot of songs over the last 
couple of years um, and I think that there was even there's even songs I've written that don't appear on either album they just they just kind of we I wrote them with my friend Uwe Metzler uh, and they were more rock songs really but we just I just wasn't feeling it at this particular time so I'd asked Uwe to create some more uh, acoustic ideas and when he did I really felt that I had so much to say within that that style you know because I wanted to tell stories you know and of course if you've got a a big production it's not always easy to get the lyric through especially if if people are listening to it and then their first language isn't English you know Um, which is the case for a lot of my audience because I have fans in in many different countries so I was very happy when when uh, Uwe started to create some really nice acoustic ideas for me to write with or write to um and I found the process of writing, especially this acoustic album, was just, it, it was like spreading butter, you know, it was so easy and so enjoyable. More more than I think I've ever enjoyed writing an album. Um, it really felt right to me, and I almost wanted to be wanted this album to be like a short story, you know, like a little book with a, with a few stories in it, and... Uh, um, and I've, you know the artwork that I created, the the, the way I had the the CD printed, it's a very old-fashioned yeah. printing style. So it's like an old an old ladybird book, which is children's books I used to read when I was a little boy. Um, so I really took it quite seriously. This whole concept of short stories and um, and this little book, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing it, and. Uh, I hope you know. I hope to do it again in the same way in, in the future. The upcoming album is that sort of going to be similar style songs, but more in a rock vein, or or kind of maybe like a previous album? Or? No, it's not, it's not. It's very different, actually. Um, it's not written in the same way at all, and and it, it's a full band of you know. I've got the the full team playing on it. Nearly the Genesis drummer that worked with me is drumming on it as well. Right. Um, and um, it's a kind of combination of uh, a little bit of progressive, a little bit rock, and a little bit pop. So there's a little bit of everything on there, actually. Perhaps a, perhaps a kind of like Genesis would have done in their later stages. Um, so there's, there's three different elements, I think, in the music. And um, they're not not really stories they're just they're just more songs in a more traditional sense if you like they're not they're not storytelling at all but uh, there's some nice moments there's a song called makes me think of home which is quite a long track it's about eight minutes long and it's it's got some really nice uh guitar and, and saxophone stuff in it saxophone solo and it's just magnificent and it's awesome. a lot of instrumental a lot of space very slow moving song a little bit like a pink floyd track perhaps something along those lines so there's a song like that on it, um, and there's also uh, a song called "They Never Should Have Sent You Roses," which I wrote about the Scottish England Scottish English referendum that we had recently about separating the two countries, um, and I, I wrote about that and the parallel of of me. My wife was English, for example, you know, and I'm Scottish. And there was a lot of animosity between families and in in households when this uh, referendum was taking place, and I found it quite uh, an interesting topic to write about. And uh, uh, and but you know that's a bit of a rock song, so there's a different mood to the second album. 
very very different to the to the first which is why i separated them I, the original idea was to have one disc acoustic and one disc electric but i was a bit concerned that if i did that that the acoustic one wouldn't maybe get the focus that it deserved because it i think it meant it meant a lot to me this acoustic album so i didn't want it to be overshadowed by you know uh, yeah. a bunch of songs recorded in the full band no, I so think that's. that's uh, I think that ended up being a, a, a great idea because this is definitely a great album in its own right and worth the attention. Plus, getting a second album in a few months is uh, nothing a fan would complain about. No, it's it's, it's hopefully they'll be happy. Yes, <laughs> I've, I've put a lot of effort into it. That's for sure. So, talk about writing this album and the subject matter, and how was it really difficult to get in there and, and express those emotions and write about your friend and, and everything? And how hard was it to record this? Well, I certainly felt it. You know, when it would, there's a couple of songs I wrote about my friend James Lewis who died recently, and um, I certainly felt a very, very strong emotion when I was singing it. You know, there was tears running down my face when I was singing "Song for a Friend." I, I, I can't deny that, and I, I actually. When I recorded it, I only re I only sang it once. I didn't I didn't sing it three or four times or whatever. You know, I, I sang it once, and I kept the recording with all of the emotion that's in the voice and and how I felt is is what's on the recording. So, um, you know, he he went through a had a horrific accident which left him completely disabled. He was a friend of mine for many years. And uh, he lived with this disability for three or four years, and in the end, he couldn't really, he couldn't live with it. Couldn't find any peace, and and he took his own life in a very dramatic way, where he took his uh, electric wheelchair uh, that he was given, and he he went to the small fishing village where he was born with with a girl that was helping him, and he'd asked her to go to the car and and get him a jumper while he, while because he was feeling a bit cold, and when she did. He drove himself into the harbor and and went off the edge and and subsequently died. So he he really he really did it in a very rock and roll way. If the, oh my if goodness, that is awful! Wow. Yeah, and he did this, and I remember at the time I couldn't I couldn't go to his funeral because I was working and I'm living in Poland. He's in Scotland, and or he was in Scotland. So I thought the a nice thing to do was write a song for him. So I wrote a song on. And, uh, but you know, it's, as much as that's quite a sad story, there is, there is a. I think with ev every one of these songs, there is a positive message at the end of it. There is some, there is hope at the end of it. And in this this particular song, uh, you know, I say that he's at peace now, so he's he's happy, he's he's at peace, and that's how I like to look at it. Right. So, you know, that's that's probably the saddest song on the album. Yeah. Um, other tracks I, I, I write about. Uh, when I was 30, I, I read the book The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, the uh, Brazilian author. And um, I read that book at a time when I'd, my, my, if you like, commercial period of, with Stiltskin and with Genesis had kind of come to an end. And I was going through this uh, decision-making process, I guess, as to whether to carry on as a musician, whether to do something completely different or, uh, or, you know, or whatever. And, and I decided at that time um to take a couple of years out and uh see what life was like without music and i only performed one show in that those two years with the scorpions and the berlin philharmonic orchestra i just did one one show in all of that time and um did a bit of reading and i read this book the alchemist and it made me 
think about life differently and uh, subsequently put me on a different kind of spiritual path, I guess. Um, and I wrote a song, the old book, old book on the shelf, which is the first song on the new album, is is a kind of parallel story to that. And in many ways, as much as the old book on the shelf is kind of fictional in the way I tell it, there there is an element of um, of fact in there, in that it relates to that time in my life when I was uh, mm. 30 years old, read The Alchemist, and then embarked upon a, a solo career from that point on. So there's things like that. I talk about some rivalries within the band and issues between band members, a little bit of a Fleetwood Mac moment that I had going on about a year or so ago with a couple of girls in the band uh, getting into relationships with the other members of the band, causing a shitload of chaos. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I wrote about that situation in um, a song called Light of Day that, that's on the album. And... Uh, you know, so I, I basically take subjects like that that that, uh, that relate to my life, what I see, and what I do. Yeah, I think I think it comes across, and it's, it's done really well. Um, you, you also add on there uh, Pink Floyd's High Hopes, and um, yeah, it, it fits great with the tone and the and the subject matter. But why why that song? It was just Uva sent me uh, a recording of it. He said he said I've done a recording of this. What do you think about singing it? And I said, well. I'd never, I would never have chosen the song uh, that David Gilmour sang because I don't hear my voice as being anything like his. So it wouldn't have been an obvious choice for me to to do that. But when he sent it, I mean, it's a great song, and I love yeah. Pink Floyd like like everybody does. Um, but when I started, I thought, well, I'll sing it. Let's see how it sounds, and if it sounds uh, strong enough, then we can keep it. And if it doesn't, we'll lose it. And I sang it, and it sounds good. And um, I wanted to try and keep it as acoustic as I, as I could not you know not to bring in drums and produce it up you know because of course it's very difficult to to sound in any way in any way original with a song like that you know everybody knows it it's such a great song it's brilliantly played by Pink Floyd in the original form so I thought the only thing I, I can do is just keep it kind of as, as, as stripped back as possible almost like an unplugged version of the song yeah. and it's been very popular people uh People have really, really loved that song. And a lot of younger fans I have who didn't actually know the song uh, in the first place uh, that, that really enjoy it, you know. So it's quite nice when you introduce a song to younger people who didn't actually know it existed before, and, and um, it's quite nice when, when that happens, you know. Very cool, man. Well, like I said, I'm a big fan of yours, and I always get excited when you have a new album coming out. One of my favorite voices in, in rock, so... I, 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 it's a great album, man. I can't wait to hear the next one. Won't be long. All right, awesome. Great to speak to you again, and good luck on the upcoming shows, the next album, and everything you're doing, man. Thank you. Thank you. All the best. All right, man. Bye. Bye. Thanks to Ray for the interview. We're going to close with the title track off his album, Song for a Friend. For upcoming news and interviews, please check theprogreport.com, follow us on Facebook, at The Prog Report on Twitter, or download the podcast on iTunes. Thanks. over there That's where I was born And if you close your eyes and visualize you'll see me kick a football down the road I had a happy childhood I always loved to dance 
Though the boys would make a fool out of me, but the girls would take a chance. And it all feels like yesterday. It's amazing how the time just drifts away. Snap at me, but I 